Hello, and welcome to the SAP Cloud Platform Podcast. Surprise, we're back. This is bonus episode 48. For those listening along, yes, we did just drop a December podcast, episode 47, with a great set of interviews, but a special end of year treat just crossed our desks and we could not resist to bring it to you right away. I'm excited to introduce technology analyst Maribel Lopez of Lopez Research, who got the chance recently to sit down at the App House in Palo Alto, California, with Bjorn Gorka, SAP's visionary behind SAP Cloud Platform. And we get to listen in as they discuss the latest cloud platform technology. So let's cut straight to it. Hi, Bjorn. I'm excited to be here today. Thank you for inviting me to the App House. No, so, thanks for coming. Yeah, so we're down in Palo Alto, and I thought it'd be great to come and talk to you about what's going on with the whole move to digital experiences. Mm -hmm. You know, years ago, I talked about this concept of building right time experiences, right information, right person, right time. And I think we're really starting to see companies do it. And you also have been on this journey for quite some time now, about five years you've been working on the cloud platform. What have you seen your customers doing with experiences? I mean, we've, we're seeing kind of many different use cases that are going after because I also believe there's not a single kind of experience uh, that is appropriate for each of the audiences. You have a lot of kind of internal employees uh, who want to interact with their own internal IT systems in a different way than in, in the old days, so to speak. So it's kind of simplifying the whole way how you get access to information, how you can access processes. Uh, people want to be mobile these days. You want to have whatever access to uh, your systems and your data, not only within the corporate network, but wherever you are on the street. Um, so that is a big part of it. Uh, we've seen kind of new developments like conversational user interfaces, like the Alexa that you know from home is something that people expect now, of course, also in their work environment. Uh, so those are things that are happening. And then if you move from the internal audience to your customers' customers, so the end consumers, of course, also there with kind of inventions like the, the smartphone that finally took off a large scale with cloud um, with a way how quickly you can deliver experiences, people's expectations are quite different from what they used to be like 10 years ago. So, Absolutely. So yeah. that's uh, kind of the, the massive change that we're seeing all over the place. I like the concept that we're not just talking about a customer experience. We're talking about customers. We're talking well, about employees. Uh, you've talked about uh, new interfaces. So I think that's one of the big things that's changing in digital experiences. We're moving out of touch to voice, as yeah. you mentioned. What other kinds of opportunities do you see in creating digital experiences now? Things that might be different. I think at, at, at large, if we also kind of take um, other, let's say, uh, uh, um, uh, input parameters into account, things like uh, Internet of Things, uh, sensors Sensor all over the data. place, all yes. of a sudden you get contextual information about where a person is, what they've been doing. Uh, you can start collect information in social networks. Uh, so the whole topic of big data provides you with a lot of data sets that you can start to sift through and kind of start to create a better picture of who is that who is that end user? Who is that consumer? Who is that employee that I'm working with? Um, and I think that is kind of changing the way how, how companies start to look at their business. And I always relate to these things as like, they bring the real world awareness basically into your virtual perception of how you think uh, uh, people are using your software, are kind of consuming your services, um, how your employees feel about their work environment and, and what you're offering as a company. And you really start kind of putting a data foundation underneath it. And then with uh, means like analytics 
analytics, uh, with machine learning these days, you can start to put so much more understanding and context around that individual person that you can serve them in a very different way than you did a few years ago. What I love about this is we're actually rethinking the experience, right? Mm -hmm. So I think the first wave when people were going into mobile, it was paper replacement, it was existing processes. Yep. Now what you're talking about, um, you know, creating these experiences that are contextual, adaptive, learning, predictive, mm -hmm. you know, that's a new thing and you've got new access to data now. You know, one of the other changes that we're seeing is a change in how people think about development. So obviously we had waterfall and we moved to agile and now it seems like we're moving to things like uh, microservices. When you talk to clients, what types of technologies or thoughts are they adopting yeah. in this whole design experience? Yeah, I think one, one interesting observation is, especially if we talk about moving from on-premise, which was kind of slow and waterfall and it was limited also in how many kind of partner solutions you were willing to kind of embed into your overall solution portfolio. Um, the move to cloud has really kind of provided means to speed up things. And I think speed is super important these critical. days. Agility is absolutely critical. And then it comes together with, let's say, focus and precision of doing things. So kind of with cloud, with big data capabilities, with machine learning, um, with uh, mobile being ubiquitous, um, with kind of the real-time awareness that IoT brings in, is really the changing the way how quickly companies um, try to live up to expectations that they have from their end users. And with cloud and cloud platform now, kind of the, it's not just about cost savings, it's not just about lift and shift, it's really kind of about the innovation you can provide in an agile fashion, in a repetitive fashion. And at the end of the day, what I'll say like digital transformation is about an innovation culture mm -hmm. um, that is important and the customer experience it can provide. And you can only get that going in the right way if you're agile, if you kind of circle quickly, if you experiment, uh, if you figure out what works, and if you can then scale quickly and kind of serve a broad user base. And, and that's what cloud is perfectly uh, suited for. Yeah, if we look back, because cloud's more than 10 years old now, you know, somewhere between 12 and 15, mm -hmm. uh, depending on how you count it, uh, there's really been a change from cloud being about cost savings to cloud having platform as a service, platform mm -hmm. as a service being able to allow you to plug in these new innovations and to really be more agile. So yeah. uh, my clients on the enterprise side are really loving the fact that they wake up and there's new functionality available to them in the cloud. Yep. And it's really easy to deploy because it's there. You can choose to turn it on or not turn it on, pay for what you need. Um, it's a pretty low risk value proposition compared to what you were talking about when things were yeah, on hardware brand. investments, know how you need to fun. build up operating yeah. it. Yeah. So big changes have happened in cloud and we just talked about some of the technology changes. What do you think is next? Um, I mean, I mean, there's the obvious topics, of course, that everybody is kind of uh, embracing right now and putting in their solutions in the IoT space, in the machine learning space. But I think what um, what is kind of from an, kind of the approach that companies are more and more taking is thinking really about how to become agile. And quite frankly, even though we're at the forefront of what we're doing with with technologies here at SAP, and you have many customers who also kind of show pockets of this kind of cutting edge innovation that they are doing, to a large part, if we look into the enterprise customer space they are still kind of struggling to really get things going. A lot of them are still in this waterfall mode, kind of use cases can be as simple as whatever, enabling self-services to their employees and mobile devices. It's not that this is checked off for everybody. So a lot of them can actually start very small in the cloud space, get these first steps going. I think that's what I always advise, get going somewhere, just get started. Don't think you need to kind of revolutionize everything you've been doing in one big shot. 
and then you can start kind of building new use cases and bigger use cases as you go. And we see that with, with many, many customers. Um, what I think is driving kind of uh, change on the consumption side and how companies approach it is also driving architectural change. And I think the next big thing is really going more into microservices, um, decomposing large monolithic solutions into more digestible, uh, smaller kind of microservices um, components that you can quickly plug together. And that also drives from an experience perspective a mode where you go a little bit away or where you move away from a very deep technical coding into low-code or no-code environments where at the end uh, business professionals are able to compose new solutions uh, pretty quickly and on the fly. And I think that's, that's where we're driving things right now. Um, and that kind of allows you to bring all those complex technologies because machine learning, big data, all that stuff is complicated like hell. Make that accessible to the, the, normal, the more normal person within the, within the company and not just the data scientist and the, the hardcore developers. Yeah, what I like about this is that we, as you said, you're making it more accessible. There's, there's a big mind shift, and I know a lot of companies I've spoken to are struggling a bit with this mind mm -hmm. shift of how do you take applications and services and break them into components? Uh, how do you create more of a Lego-style environment? Mm -hmm. But if you can get to that place, it's really amazing because then you have all this flexibility of moving different pieces around and creating new applications and creating new services and then allowing people that are really close to the business to come in and provide the right guidance so that you can build the right things and even help you build some of the right Absolutely. things. I think in general that's why the whole platform notion is so important also for SAP moving from a pure let's say applications uh, solution company where we have solutions for all lines of businesses in, in a company for 25 industries into also providing a platform because I think a lot of those innovations you will not custom build on a customer side but you want to look into a partner ecosystem mm -hmm. that provides you with industry specific or solution specific extensions that you can just easily consume in the cloud as you consume solutions that SAP is delivering. And that's where we have SAP Cloud Platform now as kind of such a platform that allows you to, in an agile fashion, extend the standard solutions and customize them to your specific needs because that will not go away. No matter how much we standardize on SaaS solutions and, and IT departments are also eager to get rid of some of the customizations they have done in the past, there will be a need to differentiate. You, want, you don't want to kind of exactly engage with your customers like all of your competitors. You want to have kind of the, the better service is the better top-notch offering. Um, and, and that's where this whole approach with microservices and a huge partner ecosystem becomes super important. Yeah, I think what you're getting to there is that strategic differentiation. It might be 5 or 10% of what you do, mm -hmm. and you want to make sure that you're building that on your own and exactly. it's delivering uh, that special secret yep. sauce to your customers. Uh, and then everything else you can either do as a SaaS, and I think we have a lot of customers that are looking at oh, we might have had hundreds or even thousands of apps, but what's really critical and core to our differentiation, our value proposition? So I, I think that's really uh, a quite important point of where Absolutely. cloud computing has gone. So now I know that you gave a little bit of advice already in terms of how to think about scoping down projects and the like. You know, we talk a lot to our customers about there isn't a one-size-fits-all mm -hmm. solution. And that's one of the great things about cloud is you can pull together different exactly. components. What other advice do you have for companies that are thinking about how to up their game in digital experience? Because they've already done wave one, but you know, how do they get to wave two, wave three, wave 10? I always, I always think is like take it in steps. I, I mean, yeah. as I said, uh, I've, I've seen customers who build a uh, very tiny, small innovation team, um, basically that was uh, maybe five people, seven people who got to uh, work on the platform that 
build up skills in user interface, in mobile, in integration technologies, in uh, big data and data management, um, bring them together in an agile fashion, um, work with your end users, with your end customers, so everything that you can do around design thinking as a methodology to really kind of uh, figure out how a solution should best look, think out of the box, take a step back, um, and then grow the solution slowly. Test it, um, work in an agile fashion, you brought that up uh, earlier. I think it's super important to move away from having the big plan and the business case, and then whatever, for the next 12 months, just work uh, on the plan that you've created, validate early on. Um, and grow as you as you get confidence about the solution. I, I think that's the that's the right way to do things, and then you can start scaling very quickly. So, so that, that's the, the the main approach I see. And then there is little that limits your fantasy and and kind of your ambition. So having a big vision always good, but then take small steps and in an agile fashion move there. That's what always worked for us. Yeah, I think partnering with the end consumer to make sure that you're delivering the value they need, you can really get at that when you're doing these short yeah. Drive it from the consumer, kind of whoever consumes your solution, drive it from the user's perspective and then don't start bottom up with the technology and the bits and pieces, but start from how it is going to be used. Well, thank you for having me and thanks for the great advice. I'm looking forward to seeing the types of experiences that your customers create. Thank you very much. Great having you here. Bjorn and Maribel, thank you. Maribel Lopez from Lopez Research and Bjorn Gorka from SAP. Great conversation on the broad view of digital experiences and what that's meant for companies as they are evolving in this digital platform age. Thanks for helping us close out the year with that special talk. So you can follow Maribel on Twitter at M-A-R-I-B-E-L-L-O-P-E-Z. And of course, if you're not already, you can stay in touch with Bjorn via underscore B-G-O-E-R-K-E. And that truly is a wrap on 2018. I'd like to thank everyone for listening, for joining us along this year, for being a part of the SAP ecosystem, and wish you enjoy your year-end holidays. And we look forward to talking with you again in 2019. Thanks so much again. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the SAP Cloud Platform podcast. In case you are interested to learn more about SAP Cloud Platform, visit our homepage at cloudplatform.sap.com. The SAP Cloud Platform podcast is powered by OpenSAP. OpenSAP is SAP's innovative learning platform and a thought leader for enterprise massive open online courses. It provides you with an engaging and effective learning experience through gamification and by connecting you with other learners and SAP experts. OpenSAP courses are free of charge and are offered in English. Enroll today in one of our OpenSAP courses at open.sap.com. Thanks a lot and see you.